When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord. This week, Dave and I dive deep into the Alfred Hitchcock classic Vertigo from 1958, starring James Stewart and Kim Novak. Uh, the IMDb synopsis for the film reads, a San Francisco detective suffering from Acrophobia investigates the strange activities of an old friend's wife, all the while becoming dangerously obsessed with her. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So I can't believe this is uh, the first time we're doing a Hitchcock movie. Hitchcock's Vertigo. <laughs> Hitchcock's Vertigo, and I gotta say, you—I mean, this this is your movie, so you know, I—I I, wanna—I'm I'm trying to embrace it. I can't wait to—I can't <laughs> wait to give you my thoughts on it. Um, I think you were skeptical on this one, right, going in oh, a little bit. I or? wouldn't say skeptical. It's just yeah, I, I wasn't that excited to go and watch it. So is this? This isn't your first time seeing it. I—I—I no? I, I mean. Honestly, I think it's the first time I've seen it all the way through. I know yeah. I've seen it bits and I've seen bits and pieces here and there. I did too. I might have seen it all the way through when I was younger and just didn't really, you know. I think the same thought. for me. I, I can't really claim any kind of superiority here because I first saw it all the way through just a few months ago. Okay. Um, and I think um, I think Hitchcock is a is a director we should explore a bit more. This is somebody yeah. we should go through a bit and do a few more shows on this. Definitely. He's kind of incredible. I, this movie blew me away. Yeah. I cannot say <laughs> it enough. I was shocked by this movie. This thing was a, a mind F. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I, I, I absolutely agree because, I, I mean, obviously we'll get into it. But, I mean, yeah. it, it starts off with your expectation being one way. It you know, it does something happens in that movie, and you're like, "Oh, okay, it's this kind of movie." And then another thing happens, you're just like, "Okay, it's this kind of movie." Like, <laughs> right. it, it just it totally just goes back and forth. I it's don't a, I don't know what to believe in this movie. Right? It's a it's not just a twist. It's a twist, and that twist is so insane. Yeah. The more you think about <laughs> it really what is. this movie does and, and what's going on with the characters, it's crazy. Yeah, and for it to take you by surprise here in 2017, right? This movie came out in 1958. For it to still catch you by surprise and be yeah. this unpredictable is just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about works of art, you know that that word art gets thrown around so yeah. much. And for something, I mean, I think almost you know one of the big sub-definitions, at least, of art is something that endures. Yeah. This thing endures... <laughs> it really does. ...crazily. I yeah. mean, you just... You could... Yeah, this thing could be played 
at and actually I don't know about your um, the copy you saw, but at least mine it looked very good. It didn't look. The, I feel like I've seen movies from the eighties that look worse. Than no, this I thing. was going to mention that. Like the picture was it's so sharp. clear. Yeah, it's and clear. You could, yeah. you could tell it was shot on location too. Right. Like you could tell they were shooting yeah. in San Francisco. Uh, and of course, the lighting is different. You know, the night shots are basically where they do it during the day, and then they, you know, like shade it or something like they do right, for old yeah. westerns and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, I mean, and you can tell typical. the techniques from there, the there, time. Yeah, I mean, there are there's certain things here and there. You're right. like, okay, that's that's it's the 1950s, but, man. Yeah. But, but like, but the, the, the clarity in some of the shots is it's just a, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. Uh, you know, so so before we get into our, oh yeah, so so Alfred Hitchcock, yes, right? Alfred Hitchcock, yep, starring Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart as Scotty. <laughs> that that I didn't get because <laughs> he was he was Johnny he, he's Scotty to his acquaintances yeah and Johnny to John his good the, friends his name is John Ferguson where does the Scotty come from I guess Ferguson is maybe a, is a Scottish last name so okay that that, that makes sense okay okay you're right you're right which of. we usually save questions for the end but anyways I just wanted no, to get that okay, out of, well, I had to get that off my chest that's just, not a deep question <laughs> no not at all <laughs> uh, and Kim uh, the lovely Kim Novak <laughs> as uh, Madeline and Judy and yep. there's a few other actors here uh, oh, what's his name Tom or Tom Hellamore as uh, Alistair, <laughs> yep. which who we know we is uh, Scotty's friend. Um, I don't know. This movie just does a lot of weird stuff. I mean, is there anything that stood out to you um, in particular about this thing, just the style-wise? For me, it was the use of color. Yeah, use of color. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely... <laughs> Again, I couldn't believe this was 1958. For some reason, I was, when I turned it on, I was expecting black and white. I don't know why I just had it in my head that this was a black and white film. But it's then so when old. I, you, yeah, the yeah. copy I watched, yeah, when I turned it on, I was like, oh, okay. Because, like, you know, you see the pictures of it and you just think, you know, they just colored those pictures and, right, right. and whatever. Because some pictures are black and white. Um, but yeah, there's just the, the actual look of it. But also, well, you said, though, San Francisco, the way that the yeah, city kind of. I mean. Yeah, the, the shot city. On location. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, some of the shots of the Golden Gate, Gate Bridge with the actors like right in front of it. It's just like wow. There's you no know, mistaking. I, I yeah, absolutely. Because usually, you know, movies back then you could just totally tell it's just a fake background. It's like, yeah. oh, there, there's the Golden Gate Bridge. There there's it is. some of that here. But... Yeah, I mean, but so minimal. Um, but yeah, I mean, and one thing that stood out to me is just, I mean, obviously Alfred Hitchcock's storytelling is amazing, but just the the, the realism. In this movie, the the realism and the drama and the way the 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 characters talk to each other because usually fifties movies they're yeah. just like ah oh, yes yeah <laughs> like you know just you know the this over dramatized yeah, yeah. Uh, you know just it feels natural proper right? behavior yeah this is so natural especially at the end which we'll get to how good is Jimmy Stewart very good uh, he's I, don't, I mean I don't know if underrated is the right word. But he he seems I don't know cause underappreciated maybe maybe um, he's one of the great American actors absolutely obviously I, it's, there's I think, no controversy saying that but I think the main thing is it's just easy to make fun of it not make fun of but just like kind of imitate his voice well, I don't and, know and, oh, well, well, yeah. it's a shinch yeah <laughs> it's a shinch you see but only he can do what he does right, right? yeah I mean yeah you imitate, absolutely it's almost like you're you want to be him in a way. Well, and like, even his character development in this film, yeah. you just see the acting range this guy has. You know, it's, he it's absolutely is incredible. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge. I, I've never seen. I mean, I haven't seen every Jimmy Stewart movie, obviously, because he's been probably in a million. But everything I see him in, and all the, especially in Hitchcock and 
you know, obviously in It's a Wonderful Life and just a bunch of other stuff. He is so good. He's one of my favorite yeah. actors. I think you, I think in a past show you kind of compared him to like how Tom Hanks is now. Like he can basically just fit in any role. He's the he was the original everyman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm trying to think. I mean, because that was he was in a It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I've obviously seen him in that. Um, just uh, he was in Rear Window. Right, Rear Window. Um, Watch it. He's been in a ton of Hitchcock. Stuff. I have to. Say, I mean, this seems like his best performance. Yeah, he's I would say. Amazing. Yeah, the range he shows, yeah, like you said. Absolutely. I mean, just the way because the way his character goes, you know, he starts from one place, gets to you know, just is this movie's all over the place, but in a good way. I would know? like to just say this. I want to do a, a Hitchcock series. So uh, yeah, no, I get... <laughs> no. I mean, this movie this has is possible. Me, yeah, this movie has me itching to want to go watch Rear Window again. It has me itching to want to go watch Psycho and and North by Northwest and all that. Yeah, again, yeah. I'm and dropping bottle caps here. That's fine. We do uh, <laughs> drop bottle caps. So the one thing that stood out to me was, the, like I said, the use of color, and it's this pale green in the red. Throughout the entire movie, yes, yep. and I actually at some point I, I noticed it, and I just started jotting down okay. <laughs> where I saw the colors. Uh huh. Right, she's got a green car. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. And uh, he's wearing at some point Jimmy Stewart's wearing a green sweater, the same color after he rescues her. Um, then she and then she puts on something like that, and then she wears a red robe. Okay. And then she, he lives in a building that's green, but it has red bricks. It's a contrast. Yeah. Okay. He's he his house has a red door, a oh. deep red door. Oh wow. There's a they go off. He he's wearing a red tie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't mean. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that's so. I think green represents Madeline, who's I, the Kim Novak character, and red sort of represents him. Did you mention the restaurant in that? Oh yeah, so with yeah, the, this place they go, Caesar. Ernie's. It's this, it's this uh, velvet wall, this deep, deep red, velvet yeah. red wall. You were you were just talking about rep- representation. What were you saying about uh, him representing? Well, what I think color? he's red and she's green. Okay. Oh and, yeah, the like you know contrast. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it's a really weird thing. I noticed this that they were doing with his ties because the fifties. They're all wearing suits, right? So at one point he's wearing a. It's a red tie with green sort of diamonds in it when madeline dies we're not okay we're spoiling this movie oh yeah if you haven't seen this movie don't uh please pause this <laughs> pause go this. watch it pause it go watch and it and listen, listen. Yeah. yeah when madeline dies yeah he's wearing a red all red tie no green in it okay when they meet again with the judy character he's wearing a red tie with green in okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I didn't, obviously, I didn't notice any of that just because. So I was getting the symbolism. Wow. Of, if she's green and he's red, the way the ties he's wearing, it's a symbolism. It, it, it represents she's a part of him when there's green in his red tie. Okay. When she's gone, he just has a, a, a completely plain red tie. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I've seen represent, representation of colors like that is uh, Breaking Bad. Which I know they specifically did. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. You, uh, like Vince Gilligan, like he was yeah, big into all. that. Like, like when you know uh, Walter White was feeling greedy, like oh, he yeah. was green. Yeah, yeah. You know when he was like kind of like feeling emasculate, he was more like pale, like beige colors, things like that. Like, yeah, I, that's I, I true. I love when they do yeah. that kind of subtle symbolism. This like, one he lays it on thick, but you can tell the influence, right? Yeah, with the Vince Gilligan. I mean, he's clearly drawing from this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, did you uh, did you notice the Hitchcock uh, cameo? No, I actually missed this. I really? Missed it. Yeah, I totally it's, missed it. It's right before um, 
he's first talking to Gavin is his name the guy who's Madeline's husband or whatever Elster. yeah uh, it's right Gavin like Elster. they sh- they show the out outside of it and you right. just see Hitchcock walking in. you just see Hitchcock just walking as one of the pedestrians so Oh, I know that. I noticed that. I just have an eye for film, I guess. Yeah, it's like silhouette. Um, Yeah, but I definitely missed it. I think I missed it every time. That's a great call. But I've got more red green. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's just funny though because I really, I really just started jotting all this down. They went to that uh, redwood forest. Oh yeah, and then so the way that it's a red wood. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, what, what more? Well, hey, how, how more obvious could it get? Hey, what am I going to say about it? It's a red wood, right? No, but it, but the 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 way um, I don't know the filter on the lens or what you can see the green leaves, but there's also like a red mulch laid out, and it's a red wood, and you can see all the green on the leaves. Okay, so that's one. So it's the two coming together. Yeah. Right there's another thing where they're at the Empire Hotel towards the end with that green. Yeah, I really sign. noticed that green there. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that was what, like wasn't the there? Big, uh, and then when he's like hallucinating or just having dreams, and his face is like zooming. Yeah, <laughs> he's having nightmares. When yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. You, you see green and red interchange, and then there's I think there's like a purple in there too. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I didn't. I yeah, I guess that totally just I, slipped. I mean, there was things I like. I noticed, like I was like, noticed there were strong colors. Like I said, the red. And the, in the restaurant, the green with the Empire Hotel. Yeah, they, it's like a Christmas thing almost. But yeah, they just sit yeah. on top of each other. And I think in in, uh, in Jimmy in Scotty Jimmy Stewart's apartment, he has in his windows he has that same pale color of green um, curtains. And then on one end by his front door, they're red as well. Yeah. So there's these two colors. So one repre- I think each character represents a color. Yeah. And the way they come together is yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean. I. I you know, notice the the stronger notes, but yeah, obviously there's much more subtle things in there that uh, that they were pointing out as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, James Stewart, Kim Novak. So yeah, let's just uh, get into let's it. Let's right get in. into our pick six. We pick six of our favorite moments of a film, and that's, that's the moments we bring out about the film. We used to, you know, take two hours to, you know, go one by one, scene by scene in a movie. We're but trying now, to help out the listener Yeah, here, just you know? condense a little and <laughs> a just little pick bit. six moments. Basically, me and Dave do three and three, pick six moments, and just give them. Usually, we do it in order of the film. So, rough rough chronolo- yeah, yeah, chronological. Exactly. So, let's start out with the first one. I think this opening is Right, right. Yes. Yes. So the the first thing you see, I think, is a ladder, uh-huh. and then a hand going oh, up. Yeah, there. that 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 right away captivated me. I was and just, the music, I love that too, choice, right? It's like like that, like sound, you know, yep. going on. It's like it's tension. Yeah. Right? Which, if there's anything I love in in film or TV or anything, is tension. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite. And this thing starts off right off the bat. It's a it's a some kind of a criminal. Running on the rooftops of San rooftops. Francisco, you see, like you said, the scenery. You see the Golden Gate Bridge. Yep. I mean, like, if this thing isn't telling you you're in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's two cops. One is just a regular beat cop, and the other one's Jimmy Stewart. This guy's jumping from building to building. He goes up over these, like, um, Spanish-style tiles, climbs over. The cop makes it up. Jimmy Stewart jumps, doesn't quite make it, slips. He's hanging on the gutter. Hanging on the gutter. And then we see that... That that yeah. effect on the camera. Yeah, they like you're... zoom and zoom in and zoom out at the same time. It's like the Jaws effect, yep. right? On uh, yep. Schneider, same same idea, right? Yeah, exactly. Where you're pulling or you're bringing, no, you're pulling the camera out and focusing, or is it the opposite? <laughs> no, I think it's basically yeah, you, you, you're you're the 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 physical camera is moving backwards, right? 
while they're zooming in on it. Mm-hmm. So like it seems like it's at the same time it's zooming in. It's all and moving. Yeah. Out. yeah. If anyone can relate to a fear of heights, I think this is the second time I've said this. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. And that's yes, that's the same fear I get. Yep. And my God, so he's hanging there. The cop. It's. I mean, this is so intense. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? The cop's trying to help him, and then he ends up in his in his attempt to save Jimmy Stewart falls off. Tumbles down and just <laughs> goes splat. <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> talk about like I said, what a uh, way to open. Yeah, like I said at the, you know, when we were just you know speaking generally about the film, um, you know, you think you're going into one movie and then it turns into another. You're yeah. Like, oh, holy crap! That's the moment where I was like, like Serious. I like I like look like I was I was watching it alone <laughs> at that point and I was just like looking at like did that just happen? Yeah. Like, you don't wow. expect it at all, especially a 1958 film. Like the darkness of it, yeah, is just to imagine audience incredible. Back then. Yeah, can you imagine? This must have blown um, people's minds. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean that that alone, and just the way again that that camera effect, along with the original, the scene of the, him just showing the ladder yeah. uh, hand, and you see Jimmy Stewart grab the hand. That's you know, the, the opening. The, that's the opening, opening image. Yeah. That's the opening scene. That's the opening scene. Is that you see a guy falling to his death, just splat. What an impact. Great you know? stuff. Just so impactful. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely, I mean, that sets, you know, you, you get to know that this guy has some sort of fear of heights, which I guess. And he nearly died, you know, legitimately. Yeah. I mean, he slipped and he was hanging on. Not, it's not, you know. it's not a deep question, but, uh, you know, afterwards, you know, he's talking to his friend. Why does he have a cane? Why does he have a cane after that? <laughs> a little I think it's all. Sorry, I'm, I know the. I'm yeah. not trying to critique your movie. I'm just saying, you know. Why, no, no, why, go why ahead. Does he have a cane? But yeah, because he goes into. Uh, I think her name is Midge. His old friend slash. They were engaged for yeah. a week or whatever they said. Oh, we were engaged. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> they were college friends. You were the one that broke it off. Yeah, she likes him, and right. he's moved on. Yeah. Obviously, he sees her as just totally platonic. I think it's just all in his head. He's limping for no reason. Yeah, he doesn't have an injury. Yeah, it's all okay. psychosomatic, whatever you want to call okay, it. Okay, so all it's, in it's his head. not just like a. I think okay, that I, makes more sense. Yeah, I think it's clear there that that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously something's up. In but his he didn't head. injure his back, holding, hanging on. Yeah, he's just afraid. He's just. It's all psychological. Oh yeah, I guess it could also be the vertigo. Like if you have vertigo, yeah. like I, I, I know some people uh, at work actually that may have it anyways, um, but. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're like they can barely move. So like, I guess the right. cane is just there to like in case they get that like spaz like that episode. To start with, he was probably in a really bad spot. Yeah, and now he's slowly getting better, which we right. see in that scene yeah. where he's going to go up the step ladder, which he makes it. It's not even a step; it's more like a stool. Right. Yeah. But you know, I kind of feel the same way. You know, for me to like for me to be up off the ground and to look up, I feel the same thing. I yeah, mean, I'm, I, I don't. It's not debilitating. I, I'm me. actually. I have a. I have a huge fear of heights as well. Like I get dizzy. I, we we went, we went up to Saint Augustine one year and uh, climbed up a. Uh, um, what do you call those? A watchtower? Not a watchtower. Um, lighthouse. Uh, oh, okay. I climbed up the lighthouse. Went up the stairs yeah. and just like we were up, like just seeing <laughs> outside and just yeah, like yeah. I was just like, oh my god, like this, <laughs> like you. I'm you're, that way. I mean, you, you know you're safe, but at the same time, you're just like, it's just such a weird feeling. You know, that's where for me, I don't even feel safe. I, I really don't. I can't even say that I feel it. Or I'm saying, I can't even rationalize at that point. Yeah. 
because I just don't feel yeah. comfortable. I get tingling. I get weird mm-hmm. sensation. And he Did you get, get like weird feelings in your, the bottom of your feet? I get sweaty feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Just to like change like a, a high light bulb, I yeah. get the same thing. <laughs> same yeah, same deal. I, I don't like going up on roofs. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I don't know what the cure is. They say exposure, but that's not happening. So. Well, that's something I want to talk about, you know, at the end of the film. Um but uh but, but yeah, yeah it's, that's it's, number one so yeah, yeah that that is number one yeah so then moving on here the next one is <laughs> number two in our pick six number two it's basically asking the question is this a fantasy film or slash what the hell is going on <laughs> exactly <laughs> again this is another point where it's like it takes a turn was like wait oh i thought it was this kind of film oh wait What's going on? Yeah, so Jimmy Stewart goes through this whole thing that we talked about in the opening scene where he's a detective and he's no longer that anymore. He's, he says he's got some kind of money. Uh, but his, a friend of his walks him into the shipyard in San Francisco where prior to that we see the cameo of we Hitchcock that, that I missed every time I've seen this. Gotta watch it, bro. <laughs> uh, and he describes a story. He's like, I want you to be like a, a private eye and watch my wife. And why is this that she's somehow just like, do you believe in spirit possession? Yeah. Uh, my wife is going and doing strange things. She's, she's like disappearing for long periods of time. Right. She's going to places that don't make sense. It could be connected to some dead woman, Carlotta, something. Um, and, you know, Jimmy Stewart agrees to do it. And he takes on this it's, it's the detective story. It's the Kim Novak character. Who she is? She go. He follows her to a museum, to a graveyard, all around to this hotel where she like is staying and then disappears. Um, but there's this amazing scene um, when he's not sure. He doesn't want to take on the job. He's like, I don't, I don't do this <laughs> in his Jimmy Stewart way. And he's like, just come to Ernie's, which is the local like joint where they all hang out, bar, lounge, whatever. Um, and there's no dialogue in the scene. It's in this deep red velvet room. Uh, there's just some kind of music, and the way it's shot is beautiful. Jimmy Stewart's at the bar, and Kim Novak is is at a table with her husband, and she is enchanting. They don't. Neither one of them look at each other. Jimmy Stewart's kind of looking over his shoulder, and at this moment, he is struck by this woman. Yep. And it's a feeling that he cannot shake for the rest of his time. Yeah. It's, not at all. Yeah, that's you feel that infa- infatuation. Yeah, he has at that moment, and just the way Hitchcock conveyed this, the way he brought this about was just you're like there. You, you felt it. Like you you're were just like, it. yeah, I get what this guy's <laughs> feeling right now. Like it's a, you know whatever, however she looks like or whatever. Like I get what he's trying to say yeah. at this moment. Like I feel what he what Jimmy Stewart is feeling oh, right now. It's like, incredible. I love the, those moments in film. Oh, it, you are locked in, yeah. and so is he clearly. But yeah, the fact that it's done so well that you you get it. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, <laughs> it, okay, I get this. So it becomes like you said. Is this a fantasy film? Is it? It's about like the supernatural. Is she possessed by this dead woman who she's visiting? Um, the portrait of her. She's got the, her hair done in the same way. She's bringing flowers. She's visiting the grave. She she claims to have disappeared. She disappears into the San Francisco Bay under the Golden Gate Bridge. Jimmy Stewart rescues her. And this is like an almost an hour of complete misdirection mm-hmm. by Alfred Hitchcock. This is not the story at yeah. all. <laughs> not at all. 
Like it's a, a unbelievable misdirection. Like again, this it's is a nineteen. Intricate. This is a nineteen fifty eight film that I cannot predict. I cannot predict <laughs> this movie at all. Like there's movies that come out today where I just like okay, this is this 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 is gonna happen. This is how they're gonna resolve it, and then I watch it. Like yep, that's what I called. Um, this, I had no idea where it was going. Like I was like okay, so her great 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 grandmother is you know entering her body and becoming her like right because she what she's doing such a good job of pretending that she did not to, to have these like blackout blackout periods right yeah and all this because well, even, even when i get uh, gavin is that his name in these characters I, name? I forget but i just say elster but i don't know elster uh even when he's describing it he's like at some point she, she's not herself and then like you know in today's world you're just like okay you know she's just not herself it's like beyond know, that though like he said to well the, well there you when i initially watched it yeah. you know i was like you know he's not herself and then i actually watched the beginning again today um and then i realized he was saying like literally she's not herself she's you know or, <laughs> she's becoming this other woman you know well there's the, the thing, thing about i followed her to this place and then i checked the speedometer and it said she drove 94 miles or something like that during the day she right. couldn't account for it yeah she goes to the hotel room and that, that's the question I have. I don't know. He follow, he just basically he's, he ends up sort of stalking this woman. Yeah. And then rescuing her, bringing her into his own house. It's just really unique. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not what you expect. Yeah, he's he becomes invested in her personally, and then she throws herself into the ocean or yeah. to the bay where he's forced to save her. Right, yeah, cuz she's just like floating there you know right. he's almost seemingly unconscious and then he like doesn't want to let her go but yeah. she has another life she has a husband yeah it's so yeah the emotions here yeah i mean it's it's, it's it's so interesting because i mean this guy you know he's obviously he's 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 got a woman in midge that he probably could end up with you know he could but he's a single he, he's, he's just, a single man yeah, in his he's just 40s kinda, 50s yeah i mean yeah something like that um which i have questions about midge uh maybe a little <laughs> okay. later on but uh, uh but uh but you know he he could probably have any woman he wants but you know he he's not happy with something that you know finally this woman is the one that infatuates him it's, he's hooked. it's someone that he's assigned to go and you know spy on i guess you could say or uh what are they called? Private private investigators, yeah. PIs. Yeah, being a you PI. know, it's kind of a PI work. You know what he's what he's involved with. But this is the woman he's infatuated yeah. with. Yeah, and it becomes something far deeper than anyone had planned. Which is these two characters basically fall in love with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so interesting because again, <laughs> what we think is happening at this moment is oh, not God. what's happening at all. No, what you like, think what? is he's trying to aid this woman yeah. in her insanity. Yeah, and so eventually they get to the redwoods, right? Yeah, and because then he's when he's, is the when is the kiss when they first kiss? Yeah, I think it's after the redwood park, okay. and then he's driving her out, and she wants to like run away out of the car, and they're on this beach right. with those crashing waves. And he, and I remember he's like, he's trying to help her. He, he's like giving his all. I remember he said something like, "I want to find the key." It's like I want if I can get to the beginning and unlock it, then I can like, you know, reason my way through why you feel this way. Why, right. why do you feel like? Because he doesn't believe that it's true that she's feeling a spirit of a dead woman, right? He's like, 
in his own way saying you're mentally ill but i i'm here for you i want to help you i want right. to solve or maybe it is true maybe he thinks it's possible that she is actually somewhat being taken over by this spirit and i think she's so moved by his like commitment to wanting to help her yeah and she can't resist it. And he's so invested in this woman. Yeah. And he's so struck by her that he's willing to do anything to save her out of this plight. Which we know is all BS. Well, well, we, but the thing is, we don't know we don't, at that just, point. Yeah, That's, later on. Yeah, yeah. But we're still invested in it. Even though it seems like it's like, okay, so this woman's taking you know her body. Like, I still accepted it. Like, I was like, okay, okay, I accept this. Like, this... This, this, I kind of believe it too. Yeah, in a way, like, I was like, "This, like, this makes sense to me." Yeah. Uh, so you, you, all said, the clues you said you kind of believed it. So you were, you kind of were thinking that what maybe the, this wasn't. Well, it's the weird. Case? It's weird on multiple watches. Now that when you know the reveal, then well, you yeah, when you know it. the reveal, but yeah. The, but the first time, yeah, I think there's, you know, Hitchcock does such a good job of laying out his case. You believe it, maybe, or there's got to be some reasoning here. Yeah. Other than what we learn is this horrible, elaborate plot. Yes. <laughs> which is like <laughs> mind blowing yes. itself. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah. So here we. So, but before that, I mean, the fact that the, Scotty is so willing to just do whatever he can to, to to save Madeline and to just help her, she can't resist it. Right. So that moment on the beach with the crashing waves and the the, the score. They kiss and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's an it really is. Yeah, scene. yeah. I mean, it's definitely you know it's, it's from 1958, so it's definitely one of those scenes where it's like, okay, this is where other movies get yeah. some of this from. Like, this is a dramatic moment in film that it's like, okay, right? This and is maybe famous. maybe they overuse the score a few times here, and it was a bit overwrought. Over, you know, and, saying and, the dee 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 dee. And also, you know? and also, I wish that was the only dramatic kiss. In yeah, the movie. <laughs> there's a lot of these. So yeah. I don't know if audiences were whatever, and maybe they've drawn them back. But right. you know, this is like this is like the teacher, like you know, schooling. And like you said, this is 1958. Yeah, and you're not, you don't know, you cannot predict this movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know it's been copied. <laughs> right. Because every good any director worth his salt is like, I love Vertigo. Yeah. And I'm gonna borrow something from it. Yeah. Because I mean, even at that moment, you're like, okay, so he's in love with this woman, but like, is it is he in love with the the woman that you know is taking over her body, or is he in love with that woman? Like, it's like I don't know what's gonna happen here. Like, what what, what is this? You know. So that's yeah. the unpredict unpredictability there. Um, yeah. But uh, and that goes on and on and yeah. on. And she, Madeline, keeps saying, you know, she's playing this role as as if it's true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. So yeah. See, so, yeah, I mean, we might as well get into the other stuff. So I mean, yeah. that kiss by the ocean. I mean, that's it, it leads to an, it, almost an honorable honorable mention into our uh, into into our take uh, pick six. But uh, but yeah, the next one, number three, number is three. Uh, basically the 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 downfall of this all is when uh, Madeline uh, kills herself. Madeline, quote unquote, kills herself. Madeline, <laughs> um, because this... you know they, 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 you know they're they're starting to fall in love. They, you know they're starting to get, you know, try to you know Jimmy Stewart's trying to help her put the the puzzle pieces together. You know, or... she has a vision of this place, this Spanish place. It's like a I don't know a nightmare or whatever. It's like yeah. I've been here. This is because uh, she's going on that uh, Valdez lady. Uh, 
And he, Jimmy Stewart's like, no, actually, I know this place. It's a, it's a hundred miles south. Oh yeah, because she thinks it's like in Spain or something. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, yeah, he, takes he brings her there. Her there. Yep, trying um, to help solve it. They go into the stables. They have this beautiful, another dramatic kiss. Yeah. Another dramatic kiss, but yep. it's still nice. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't. Yeah. At, at some point, when you're watching this movie, you just have to like take your like preconceived notions and your like modern sense and throw yeah, it. That's away. a good point. Modern sense. Like, cause yeah, when you watch this movie in 2017, you, yeah, you mean you, you have to judge. You it could be a little cynical, like, huh, oh, this is corny. But even doing so will not hold long, right? <laughs> yeah. Because this movie will bust through it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they're in this mission, and go, no, go ahead. Oh, I mean, they're on this mission. Uh, so yeah, basically, you know, he's trying to help her like realize that hey, this is this is basically trying to help the actual Madeline realize that this is real, right? Yeah. Uh, this 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 is what's happening. You're right. not this other person. Like, yeah, this other person is bringing you to these places, but this is you. Yeah, they're We're in like here a carriage. Now. She's talking about some kind of a gray horse, and he's like, "Oh, right over here. Here's a. It's like a. It's like a statue or something. <laughs> yeah, it was like a that. statue of a horse. At first, I was like, "Are they really trying to pass this this off as a real horse?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, it's such little that's faith. Better, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, basically, she needs to go up to the tower. She needs to go to the top of the tower. And as we know, Jimmy Stewart is yeah, has vertigo. He's afraid of heights. There's a conflict um, there, though. She's he's like, "Stay with me," and she's like, "I want to, but it's too late. I gotta go. You gotta leave me." And there's we we find out there's a reason for her conflict and their conflict, but she's basically like, you need to stay here, and I need to go in the church alone. Yeah, I need to like confront this myself. Yeah, um, which uh, I guess she, it doesn't really matter because it's all a ruse. <laughs> well, no, it does matter because she was legitimately falling in love with him. Yeah, oh, okay. and she, that was one of the questions I had. She's going yeah. up potentially to stop what's happening. Oh yeah, because that's why she screams, and she's late. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I she, need to watch this again. <laughs> the whole thing falls apart yeah. for her. So you see, yeah, she like holds him back. She's like, you know, he wants to go up there with her, and she's like, no, you stay like, back. Well, and then like, he goes you... up. So as she's going up, going? he realizes like, maybe I should be following her. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Am I, I remembering so. that right? Yeah. He, it he's doesn't like, make sense. Why is she? She's like, he's like, stay with me, but she. Once, well, it, well, the relationship is centered on her leaving, right? Because she's married, and he doesn't want her to leave. Yeah. In general. Right. Yeah. In a way, and then this is like a, a, a an exclamation point or exaggeration or whatever you want to call it of that this little bit of thing. She's like, "I need to go," and he's like, "Don't go, stay." This is a significant portion, you know, in a weird way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's just a. Obviously, she needs to go up to the tower. Right. But. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. I mean, she goes up to the tower. In the in the middle of her going up there, he realizes, oh, I should probably go and see what's going well, on up there. Well, she starts acting weird. Right? Yeah, she's, she's like, acting weird. Yeah. Um, I forget what exactly happens that it makes him finally go up and go. So he's climbing up the stairs, and he's got. Know, he kind of sees her like in a distance, like going up as well. Uh, but he's trying to go up the stairs. He keeps looking down and gets that vertigo effect yeah. again. We get that, you know, effect with the camera again. Right. Um, he goes this up. It goes up. Effect. Goes up. Um, and then all of a sudden, we hear a scream. Yeah. And then we he can't get quite far the, enough. He can never quite catch her. Yeah. Second time we see a body fall to the to the ground in this. This is another moment where I was just like. What? What just happened? <laughs> like he was falling in love with this woman. Like and she jumped out of like the I, bell tower. I, honestly, like I, I don't know if I was in if 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 I were in 1958 when this movie first came out. 
I don't know if I would be. Your job would have been on the floor. I, well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if like me watching it now, like me just being surprised that it's a 1958 movie and they're doing this, no. or if it's just surprising. They would have been. They would have had to sh- hire the ushers to shovel people's jaws. Seriously, off the floor there. <laughs> I mean, that's a funny visual. Right there. <laughs> I mean, that's well, gotta get some jaws again. <laughs> hey, let's call him Sam. Yeah. I'm gonna, gonna shovel. No, yeah, but it's just an incredibly not... powerful moment because like you feel this guy falling in love with this woman and he, she falls to her death. This is a thousand percent WTF moment. Yeah, I mean it can it cannot be emphasized like anymore. a 1958 movie. It's a happily ever after. You know, I, I would bet that people were mad at this movie. Oh, I bet of how crazy it was. Yeah, like and that's not even the end. Like, she <laughs> this dies is like halfway through. <laughs> halfway through. All right, so our number four. On our t- pick six, we should call it take six. I almost said take six, but uh, our number four, we were talking, and basically the, the four through six kind of mold together, but we're going to try to separate them for you folks. Our, our number four is uh, Things Aren't What They Seem. That's the title of our number four. Right, so we have the shock of mm-hmm. Madeline's death. Right, so Madeline has died. Madeline has died. And then there's, because as soon as she died and Jimmy Stewart's looking down, I was like, Wait, aren't they gonna think he like pushed her out? Right, he but then takes like off. yeah, then like right after they have like a trial for it and everything, right. which was a weird jury trial thing. I don't know that's how, if that's how they did it back then or what. It's strange. Um, it's like a, it's almost like a small town, and the judge, the way he talked. Yeah, it was it was, it was super weird. Was but, uh, but yeah, they, basically, they determined that Jimmy Stewart, you know, they they know about his vertigo. So I mean, that has a lot to play in this movie. Um, is his fear of heights and his vertigo syndrome. Um, but I do want to say he, she, they they determined that you know she did kill herself and he did not kill her. But go ahead. No, I just. Uh, the the trial was you don't even know that it's a trial but it is a yeah, trial yeah it's it's and it's interesting it's interesting yeah in a lot of ways right you think of a courtroom as this official scary place where you can go to jail i mean, I mean obviously you could here too but it's 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 very informal right yeah it's, it's in like maybe a church or it may be in that same place where that's what i was mission, thinking I, w- I was thinking it was like in that same tower. I they was basically like, really? held a trial, it, yeah. like right there, yeah. and it's only just a, a handful of people, right? And I don't know. I kind of liked it. I mean, it was almost like there was no grandstanding by attorneys, which you get in every movie now. Yeah, it's just a judge, a, an intelligent, smart judge, not being nice to Jimmy Stewart, but just laying the facts out to the yeah, jury. laying the facts exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of liked it. And it, yeah. it was it almost. You say it was weird, and it is weird because it's almost—it was almost refreshing in a way. Yeah, because it told the truth. I mean, because you could say like, "Oh, it was like that in that time," but like, Twelve Angry Men came out, I think, in nineteen fifty-six, fifty-seven, and that you know that. So obviously, they had that type of jury system back then. Yeah, so. well, I gotta say, if justice was ever meted out in the same way it was done in this movie. Then we'd have a great system. Yeah, and you know now it's yeah. it's everything is too big. Everything is corrupted by you know everyone's personality and you know how they feel that day or something like that. I don't know. I I thought that was just the way it was done. Right. It maybe just a random throwback, but to look back on it, it's like, well, you know, this is how you decide someone's fate. Yeah. And there's a judge that wasn't just saying like just ruling randomly he was like walking through what happened he's like well you know Biscotti did this but he also did that and given the circumstances yeah just given the exact facts yeah. you know whether it's like you know on the you know I don't want to gloss over it though. It yeah is, it's, 
Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, because it's like it's it, so it, it weird gives the facts. It. it gives the facts on like if you're going to be a guilty verdict or a, or an innocent verdict. Like it, it gives both sides. Like, I've never just, seen that before. Yeah, it was it was very interestingly done. Like it was very unique in that way. Uh, whether it was unique in, or not in 1958, I don't, I don't know. know. But today, that was a very unique. Maybe that's how small towns did it. You yeah, just, you, you like literally discussed it objectively, if, yeah. you know, as possible. Because the jury didn't even go into a room after that. They just kind of whispered to each other, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the trial was whether he was responsible for her death. Which that's what we I know assume, he yeah. wasn't, right? Clearly, he wasn't, right? But, yeah, we know. But they also like shamed him in a way where you know you let this woman, and, you know, she, and it's I like your job to take care of right. her, right? Yeah, you something. let this woman die. But they even bring up how like you let this, you know, the officer die at the beginning, like to bring that up, like wow. Yeah, and it's like it's on your conscience, right? Which obviously it was, yeah, absolutely. Which we see because he ends up in a mental institution again. Uh, I'm going to save that question for the end. Um, yeah, it ends up in a mental institution, which is interesting again for the time because I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the Midge, you know, goes to see him. He's not saying a word. You know, obviously he's upset because this woman he fell in love with just fell to her death. So he thinks he's fell to broken. her death. Yeah, and I like how the doctor back then they call it. Oh, he has a case of the melancholy. <laughs> Like, yeah. And that's actually what they used to call depression. Was right. just ah, oh, he just got a case of the melancholy. I mean, he wasn't like, even speaking. Yeah, not even speaking. Like that's like a that's a clinical thing right there. And just it, 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 first of all, you know, I know this is where we're, we're not trying to lead this movie to. It just goes to show how, how advanced we've become in you know dealing with actual mental issues in this day and age we've yeah. gotten a lot better at least you know and not just calling it melancholy and just oh he'll get better and thinking that mozart is gonna fix it and i like and i like that little line you know yeah. maybe a little playing insignificant him, yeah you know playing in mozart is oh, i forget i wish i knew the exact line but yeah playing in mozart isn't gonna right, help I mean, anything plays records it's, it's yeah it's almost like him out yeah it's almost like did. like you have to you actually have to do something for this person <laughs> rather <laughs> right. than just you know play music off oh, this music doesn't work uh, uh, We'll see what happens. Like I, I think that's yeah powerful in a way. You yeah, know? I agree. There's no yeah. easy fix here. He's obviously yeah. in some sort of a state, and it's okay to admit that we don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, it seems like they were afraid to admit things back then. Like, yeah. well, we don't know why. It's like, oh, he's just got a case of the melancholy. We're just gonna play some Mozart for him, and uh, hopefully he'll be better. He's gonna sit in this room yeah. for as long as it takes. Yeah, but it doesn't take that long. Nah, because we see him back at the hotel looking at the green car. Yep, the green car. And he goes up to a woman that. Well, he keeps like we keep getting glimpses yeah. of like him like thinking he sees her, which I think you know when they show her, it's it is the actual Kim Novak it's, actress. Yeah. But then they flash it to different actresses. It's, it's like blonde oh, hair, that's right, Tied yeah. up in a bun. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he he goes up to the car. He he's basically just searching for something. You know, he's searching for something, and you know, he he, he keeps getting visions of her. He's seeing Madeline everywhere. You're seeing Madeline everywhere. Um. And then, uh, what happens? He sees Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> he literally sees her. Well, no, so because he he's going f- through. He's he's really. He's, it's like he's crazy, right? And then he actually sees it's Kim Novak, but in red hair. Uh, and, I, and possibly a green dress. Yeah. Hey. Uh, oh yeah, it wasn't black and white. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, drew green dress or so, something. So yeah. and it's her, and he stops her on the street, and then somehow gets you know get her to invite him up to her, her place. She's staying at a hotel, 
the Empire or Imperial or something like that? Empire. Empire. And it's weird because you're like, is that her? Right. Is that, first, is that Kim Novak? Because she doesn't look like... Right, yeah, as an audience, you don't even know. Yeah. And then they go up and they're talking and you're like, okay, I think that's her. But is it her playing another actress right. just to make it seem like she looks like this person? Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Where it's like you're seeing it through his eyes, so he sees the same person, but right. it's actually, you know, in reality, yeah. it would be someone else. Because honestly, like, I, I thought it was Kim Novak, but honestly, I, I wasn't 100% sure. I was like, okay, is this just something that Because she looks so different. Yeah. And she actually acts very well. She has a different voice. She yeah, speaks great differently. acting. Yeah. She does a great job here. I'm from Kansas. You yeah. see here? She shows a license. Yeah. And, like, even the way she, like, looks at him, like... You know, you kind of see something like maybe she recognizes him and is weirded out, but at the same time, mainly you well, see her just like totally just like yeah, acting like she doesn't know him, and you believe that. Madeline is a very confident, in charge, not in charge, but just a very confident, well put together, uh, good sense of herself woman. Right. And Judy is not. No. Judy is timid. Jimmy. Judy is a little bit apprehensive she's a little definitely scared yep this is not the same person per se right but it is <laughs> but it is is everything Which, as it seems so what is going on yeah here? so see so yeah, i mean jimmy stewart explains to her like you know you look like this yeah. person and will you have dinner with me but she's she, defensive yeah very defensive she reluctantly i'd say reluctantly agrees to it she, you know, he leaves and she starts like packing up, but then she decides to start writing this note. Writes and this note, and guess what? She we has get, a flashback. We, we get a little flashback, and it's it's insane. <laughs> what mind blowing? Mind blowing, exactly. The flashback is she runs up to the top of the of the, Sorry. T- of the tower, and she sees Elster holding a. A limp woman dressed in the same clothes, and he th- and she screams, runs in the back, and then they throw that limp body, which I thought was a dummy at out first. the window. Like I, I, which probably wasn't for the movie, but I mean, I, I thought they were just throwing a dummy out there, so I thought like she was still his wife. Um, but so I was like so confused, but yeah, that made more sense. That Come it was to like, find out, my god. This <laughs> my God! Just to think about this, in his it was just ludicrously but brilliant plot to murder his wife. Yeah, he hired Madeline, which is her name is not Madeline. Yeah. He had a real Madeline, killed her, and in this had Jimmy Stewart investigate his wife because she's acting strange. Well, good cover. He's got vertigo. He's not going to want to go up to the tower. Yep. And then and she, plus they, they even bring up how like he has her wife's company and like is in charge of their holdings and all that. So I mean, yeah, totally makes sense. And Jimmy Stewart makes a perfect witness because he apparently knows the wife, right? But it's not even her. Yeah, he never met the wife, right? Who he met when he thought was the wife, right? <laughs> it's insane. It's insane on so many levels. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I mean, yeah, when you when you really dig it down, it's like 1958. It's like I'm sure there's so many other ways to kill someone and get away with it in 1958. Right. But like to totally surprise so the elaborate. audience yeah. like this, like again, 2017. I'm shocked by this. Again, this is another turn in the movie where I'm just like, what? I mean, 
say what you want about 1958, but I don't know that I've seen a movie that has done this to me since. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Like, so many turns. I mean, the best... So many times in this movie, I'm just like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> it's from the very beginning when the cop falls from the roof. Like, I'm yeah. just like, what? <laughs> well, and then you look back thinking, well, this whole supernatural thing, that was the... Yeah. This is like Hitchcock just you know leading you down a path that has no purpose other than to turn on you. Right. This whole thing with the supernatural, she's possessed, she's just acting. Right. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just just to lead up to this insane. moment. Yeah. I mean this this movie just took me by surprise big time. Um so yeah, I mean that that obviously uh, all happened. So basically he he doesn't know this. That that was just a flashback she had by, you know, right. showing the audience when she wrote the note. So, so that's so now just... he now he's just trying to recreate things. He's he's taken her to to stores to try on different dresses. Well, yeah, because we know that she and this was a question I have, you know, does she actually love him? And the answer is yes. Do you why well, she says it. I, I know. Mean, she, okay. I think so I other mean, than her saying it. Well, no, I believe it because I think when she was the first time when going up the tower, she didn't. She actually she wanted to stop the whole thing to happen from happening. She wanted to put an end to it because she actually ended up falling for him, and I think she says it a number of times. Yeah. And she stays there. I right. mean, she's gonna leave, but she doesn't really want to leave. Yeah. You know, she wants to be with him, and then she she goes because Jimmy the Jimmy Stewart character. He he likes Judy uh, insofar as she looks like Madeline. And it's the same woman. Yeah. So, it's I mean, literally the, the same woman. No, yeah, it literally is. Yeah. See it's the, just she, she went back to this Judy who, she, yeah. I guess, was probably her real self. She's not good enough for him. Yeah. So basically, and, she was an actress who was playing the part of uh, what's his face, his wife. Yeah. Alistair's, yeah. Yeah, Elster's wife. Which he's was in love with the woman and obsessed with the woman that literally does not exist. Yeah, absolutely. And she's willing to. Well, well, I think she's in love with him is the fact that she's willing to play along for as long as she possibly can. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, because you got to think, think any sane person would just be like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Think about this, and this is this is the part of the movie that I just cannot shake. You know, I think we've all been. This movie tells a certain truth. I think we've all been semi-obsessed with girls, guys, whatever. And it's the—it's not what you're obsessed with is an idea of that person. Yeah, absolutely. You have an impression of that person. Yeah. And in this movie, it, it, it takes it to its conclusion, which is that it's an idea that can never be realized. Yeah. I mean, it's literally that actual person. But it's not enough for Jimmy Stewart. No. He's obsessed with this, like that first scene we see in Ernie's where she walks by him. That's his idea. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the uh, when Harry met Sally line. Are you are you in love with her or are you in love with the idea of her? It's absolutely true. Yeah. No, absolutely. And yeah. she tries to meet it, which she does to some varying degrees of success, which is our next one. But, you know, that is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> so you, would you say this is a movie about obsession? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's his feelings are real, but it goes nuts. Yeah, because not even I mean, I mean, think about what this is saying. The woman who you you know this idea that you have of this woman, not even that very woman, can satisfy that idea. 
And that's nuts. Yeah. And, but it's also kind of true. Because when you're in that stage, when you're infatuated with someone, it's not the real person. Because no. you don't have them, right? You, right. It's like the feeling of wanting to possess them. Yeah. That drives you. Not the actual and possession. It's almost like, you know, you, you think of that person and you're like, I really hope they do this. I mean, even if you have that person, you're like, I really hope they do this for me. You know, I hope they do it in this exact right. way. And it doesn't pan out that way. You know, you see, it's just like, whose fault is it then? You know, it's, it, you know, uh, he tries to recreate her whole yeah. look. He makes her dye her yeah. hair, He's, dye her hair, he which to leads school. to our number five. Yeah. Dyes her whole hair, creates her a whole new look. Yeah. Is, is number five is, is, is Madeline back. Yeah. Which is this whole thing, the gray suit, which we see from the beginning. Uh, and she's. She's tortured, and I feel I feel really bad for her. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. There's, absolutely. There's nothing she can do to make him happy, and right? She, and that's why I think she loves him because she wants to please him. And the Jimmy in Scotty, Jimmy Stewart character, he just goes off. Yeah, I mean, he gets nuttier and nuttier. He's never satisfied. But it's this, kind of creepy. It is creepy. That, like it gets, when, when he's there, like, you feel bad for him, but then you're like, dude, you gotta. Yeah, you feel bad for him, but you also feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah. She's trying. Yeah, she's like, please don't make. Because me- she knows, like, she knows the whole truth. Like, she knows, like, okay, I know he's doing this because, yeah. you know, he fell in love with the me that was she has playing that guilt. the part. Yeah, she has the guilt exactly. Um, but obviously, she had feelings for him. Otherwise, why would she keep doing this for him? You know. So I think that that kind of answers my question. When I was like, "What, what, what?" Other than her saying it, you know, makes you think she fell in love with him. Can think of another reason. Uh, yeah, to stick other around. than yeah, stick around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's great. So yeah, I mean, when she turns back into Madeline, like, so it's finally she gets that gray suit. She goes she into dresses, the bathroom. Well, she she dresses in that gray suit. Yeah, yeah. She comes into him. He's like, "Your hair's supposed to be pinned back or <laughs> yeah. whatever." And However, still she nothing. Did it in so the she's bun, like, yeah. "Okay, I'll do it." And she goes to the bathroom, comes back. It's Madeline. It's Madeline hair done perfectly in that gray suit and then they had they share this gorgeous moment yeah well you have like the green from the the neon sign shining oh, into the room i love that green that green her, is, that uh, soft yeah. green whatever yep. i don't know what that color is I well can't... it almost looked like she was uh translucent yeah she's like a ghost almost. yeah i mean it's brilliant you're right yeah. no seriously like i was like Oh, they're doing this effect, but it no, seems like it, uh, it, she came forward and was like, yeah. "Okay, that was just the green hue on her." Like she's that's just real brilliant. But, yeah, it's in his mind. Yeah, it's a combination like of it the was, ideal in his mind, but also the real person. Yeah, this real person is coming back to life. Like this is yeah, it's nuts. And then they kiss, and then the camera spins around, and then they go back to the stables at the mission. Okay, because it's in his mind. The, and, yeah, that's in his mind. You think that was the point where they were both just in love with yeah, each other? Yeah, that was just okay. pure love and affection. Yeah, that and makes it was sense. those two back again to that one point. So all is well. Yeah, they're doing beautiful great. moment. Yeah, doing great. I mean, somewhat. Yeah, because he's so, still like he gets that moment, but you can tell it's not. It satisfies him for for then. But not later, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he still doesn't feel like it's still not her. You can see him. it in his face. Yeah. He's just, he's not there. Absolutely. So, so, so uh, you know, you could see, I don't know if it's time passage is conveyed here. But anyway, she's she's now dressed in a different she's dress. She's happy. Yeah, she's happy. You know, they're about to go out again. Out to Ernie's. Yep, but out to Ernie's, <laughs> yep. That just must be the go-to place then. Uh, so out to Ernie's again, and she's... You know, help getting ready. The, yeah. Help me with this necklace, and the necklace is from the painting, <laughs> right? Yeah, 
of Carlotta. It's from Carlotta, but is it also a necklace that he, she wore? She wore it uh, possibly as Madeline. But okay. It was given to her by. Do you, is this Carlotta stuff anything, or was it all just part of the ruse? I think it's part of the ruse, um, but I think that was like her parting gift from Elster. Okay, so that's what he gave to her. Like, okay, right. you he gave her you... cash, he gave her whatever. Yeah. And one of those things was the necklace. Okay. She was just a simple oversight by That her. makes sense. But this is when Jimmy Stewart realizes he that. Reali- he has the flashback because yep. they used to go visit, see her at this portrait. Right. And of course, he's a crazy man and he remembers every detail of that <laughs> of that painting yeah and, you know the way the necklace is shaped and he flips out yeah not not immediately yeah like he keeps his cool for, for a, a second yeah and then they go drive he's like wow we're gonna take a drive you know, i'm hungry you know, are you? He's yeah. like, oh, just a little bit yeah. i love his voice <laughs> so, and then they, he takes her all the way back to the mission and just starts getting rough with her yeah the mission, which is the tower. Right, where she yep. initially jumped off and just being like... Basically calling... He figures out, I mean, what the audience has been trying to process for the last 30 yeah. minutes. <laughs> happening to her, you know, a character in, you know, in this universe. Yeah. Which, because imagine if this actually happened to you. I know. I mean, he's flipping out anger. He's losing his shit. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he, and he's like dragging her up yeah. the stairs. And I... Like, not that I love it, but... <laughs> The, I love the filmmaking aspect of it. Just the 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 shot of um, Hitchcock showing uh, the legs dragging up the yeah. stairs. He just shows a shot of the legs dragging up the stairs just he's to show her so that mad. he's forcefully yeah. taking her up there. Like, oh, you need to bring her so, all the way up there. He's that's, like, what'd you do? And he figures it all out. He talks through what they did. Yeah, so, I mean, he's basically recreating this scene. Now, what what... What what do you think? I mean, I guess so this is just jumping to my questions. What, what what made him lose his fear of heights? There, what made him lose his vertigo? I think it was focused anger. Okay, I really do. I I, I mean, I, I thought about this because I knew you were going <laughs> in this way, and, yeah. and I think that's my answer because I think I've been there before, where you're nothing just, else matters. It's yeah, just, you're just you have like that. It's not survival, but it's just it's just anger you like you cannot get anything else out of it doesn't matter what's going to happen it's like almost like if you saw like i don't know you're a father if you saw your child being in potential danger right you would or if they were up high you'd probably forget about your fear heights yeah yeah, I mean, that's not, yeah. this is different, but it's that idea that you've got I mean, this focused emotion, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I someone think... was going to harm them. Yeah. Yeah. You'd go up and do whatever you had to do to save your kid, right? Yeah, that's true. Because you're just like... Yeah, there's just something in you that's just yeah. making you ignore those inner right, inner feelings you used to have about something. I mean, because obviously it's all psychological. Right. Like, you being afraid of heights doesn't mean that, you know, because you're up high, it means you're going to fall. <laughs> right. Like, how many times have you been it's up clearly, high before, yeah. you know? I mean, it's all psychological. I think for him, this is, again, his world about the crash... His world had crashed upon him once when she died. And then now he realized it was an elaborate plot just to scheme me. Yeah. And, you know, you say you love me, and now I need you to admit every ounce of this. Every ounce every, of every it. Every bit of it. So, he's, like, past being afraid. Yep. He's, like, nothing else matters in my... I'm beyond just being afraid of whatever. Yeah, the person I fell in love with is just an elaborate yeah. ruse. Like, so are you if I got to drag you up here... Like, to... And I had to go to trial for this. I had to go yeah. you know, to a mental institution. So you feel like 
you you understand it because if you don't think about that those aspects you're just like all right guy come on you're just being crazy but really like this guy's been through the ringer yeah been through the ringer exactly like when you think about that aspect it's like wow yeah i can totally understand why this guy is doing this it's um uh, it's yeah and then you can see because they they go through the the shots of the you know the effects with the vertigo yep and it's just Momentarily, and then he goes back up, and then he goes really high again, and they do it again, and he just does the. Nope, I'm just. I gotta get this woman. I gotta yeah. like. <laughs> I gotta talk. To, yeah. I gotta. I gotta yell at her. I gotta get it out of her. Yeah. It's like it's secondary. You know that those things go because I guess in a way they're irrational fears, right? Because you're, like you said, you you know you're not gonna fall. Right. It's like me. I don't like to go on roller coasters, but if I really had to go on a roller coaster for you know if it really mattered. You know, I'm saying, you know, I'd find a way to go on that roller coaster. I'd just do it. Yeah. If I had to save my wife to get on a roller coaster to do it, I would do it. Right. I don't want to do it, per se. You know, it, it, you hear that? It just, you know, set up something where she's hostage and then that way I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, it, it, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I so. think he's like past fear. He's, he's so like, this, okay. You know, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes total sense. So, I mean, basically, they get, they get up there and then something happens where, you know, basically she's like kind of confessing to him, like, I, I still love you. Like, this is, this was real. Yeah. Am I reading that right? Yeah, um, she yeah, loves real. him. And then all of a sudden a nun comes up and a scream and she falls. Yeah, what's going on there? What goes on? And then and the movie then the, ends. And then the nun's so nonchalant about it. She's like, God bless her. Both. Yeah. What, why was she not so nonchalant about it? Well, I I mean, you're, you're asking me I know. to I explain just, the end. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we could talk it out. I'm just, so what just happens kind of bringing here? that up. Do, yeah. Is she scared by the nun and falls? Or does she see the nun and, one, feels guilty? Or, two, uses that as an opportunity to jump? Yeah, exactly. I mean, those those are the, those are the two things that cross my That's mind. Kind like, of did it. she slip, or did she be like, "Okay, I'm jumping"? Like, I think she jumps. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, I think watching the movie, the way it was heading, I could have sworn that he was going to be like, "Okay, I'm jumping." I thought he was going to be the one to jump and be like, "Okay, well, you you did all this. You you know, you fell in love with me. We'll see how this feels." Yeah, it's a good I'm call. I'm jumping now. Um, he's like and, had enough. and who's to say that he doesn't jump right after that? Because the movie ends on him looking down on her body. Maybe he does. Maybe maybe he, he jumps her. then. Yeah, because I mean, it's like, what else do yeah. I have to live for? No, that's a great call. Um, I mean, so, the only reason I could think of the nun's reaction—that's very quick. Doing the yeah. Well, I think you know she's so guilty, and in that way, I think if she goes, the nun is sort of like that figure to like you know I absolve you, you know like. You, you just deserve it. I mean, right. in a sense, yeah. I mean, she should not have done what she did. No, definitely not. I mean, even she you know, dies. Even, even though it was that guy's idea, um, right. you know, the the husband's idea. Like, you went along with it. She you know? goes. You, you did this. She's a guilty woman. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she, despite the fact that she ends up falling, for she's this an guy. accomplice to a murder. Oh yeah, I mean, and and that and. and Accomplice to a murder and then screwing over Scotty. I mean, yeah. she tries to have it always, which is to do the plot and to get her payoff and then to find the guy later again that she loved and then try to carry on some kind of a normal life with him. 
I mean, it was bound to fail. Right. Just so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a very powerful ending. Yeah, I mean, that that whole nun thing. I mean, it was a very abrupt ending. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I dug it. I mean, this this movie was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, I stewed on it, this movie for a bit. I mean, it, it took a while. Like, I, you know, I, I could see how a rewatch would help. Yeah. Um, but a rewatch know, also first, spoils the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, when I first watched it, I was like, all right, where is this movie going? Like, there was points where I was like, where is this movie going? Right. But I'm glad I felt that way. Like, I yeah. think that was intentional. Like, you were supposed to feel that way. Like, I think it was definitely a slow burn. Yeah. Like, it, it took a while to get where, you know, it was trying to go. But once it got go. going, then it was not slow yeah. at all. No, not at all. It's like endless, like, yeah. psychological craziness. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is one of the best movies I have ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was very powerful. I'm super glad you recommended this and, you know, rec- you know chose for this to be uh on the show this week i uh, can't wait to do my movie next but no th- this seriously yeah. was really good um i, I want to get into more hitchcock i want absolutely yeah i i totally agree with that because i mean if it i mean because are you familiar with a lot of his work or I've, I've seen, is there still stuff i've you seen a handful to... of his okay, i yeah. mean he's made like i don't know 30 movies yeah. or something like that i always think like psycho is the go-to so that's like i'm not actually the biggest psycho fan really so, yeah. okay i mean I lo- it's good but yeah I'd, I'd like to honestly if we ran through his catalog it'd yeah. be good but you know but uh, this is definitely his best, I would right. say. Um, and I, I mean, I when I say I think this is one of the best movies ever made, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I think this is a brilliant, brilliant film. Yeah. And again, it's a it's a movie that marinates. Like once you let it marinate, like the more you like realize how good it is. Yeah. I mean, you could sit. You can have favorites, but to say a movie is artistically, technically better done than this movie, it's a hard argument. I'm just going to say that. I mean, you hear your... You know, I mean, you hear about your... uh, God, I mean, Orson Welles. Yeah. It's like, you know... But this is an eminently watchable movie. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, this isn't like a Citizen Kane where you're like, uh, I don't know. It's like, what was I supposed to like about that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This this, movie blows your mind. Yeah, this movie had had you just enthralled. It had you captivated just like... And had you wanting to know what was going to happen next, and just the unpredictability of it was yeah. just outstanding. Just like for a night, especially, I mean, even for a 2017 movie. Yeah, this is um, an outstanding, yeah. outstanding <laughs> movie. Did, I cannot say how much yeah. I love this movie. Um, and uh, let us know what you think of this movie, folks, at Blockbuster Cast on Twitter. Um, but uh, I, I know I already had le- asked most of my questions in the movie. Um, you know, because we have an, our next segment is called "Who's the Idiot, Me or the Movie?" Um, and the only other question I had um, is, it's called Vertigo. You know, I know. You know why? Why do you think the emphasis was on vertigo? I'm not sure, unless it's just a general confusion to your surroundings, maybe, yeah. or to what's happening. You're like, you know, not obsessed, but you're because the movie is about obsession. But maybe you're you're focused on something that's happening. That's it, it, you know, it's you're 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 not perceiving reality correctly. Oh yeah. Okay, no, that that makes sense because, you know, this whole movie, like, we're perceiving something, you know, halfway through that is not the case. I think that's what that is. I think that's the significance. Yeah, that makes... Because he's clearly, I mean, it's a definite, I mean, he goes up, you know, two steps and he can't figure out his world. 
and he could not figure out his world. Yeah, and I mean, we, not, we, not through we, his own fault, we, but and us as the audience could not figure out the world until horrible. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, that's actually a really good explanation, and I think I think we'll go with that. That is the official uh, consensus. I agree. Um, and then uh, Midge. Midge. Yeah. I mean, was she needed? I mean, I mean. I, why? Why was it a girl? Not per se. You know, why was it someone that was his old fiance? That whole painting thing where she painted herself on that painting. Oh, that was one of the cheesiest moments I've ever why? seen. Why? Why did I do that? Or whatever she said. Uh, yeah, because she did a duplicate of that. I don't even. Yeah. know. she obviously was stalking. Any him. thoughts on Midge? No, okay. not necessary. Other yeah. than to just show companion it's just, or alternate jealousy by the female of a man that yeah. is pursuing another woman. That's all I could. Just an interesting choice for a 1958 film to just have a man be, well, be just have a buddy as a female, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of weird uh, to think about it, yeah, because he's an older man who's right, single, yeah. and she's a not young woman who's right. also single, yeah. and they've also hooked up, clearly. And were engaged for three weeks or something. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting character choice. Yeah, it would have been better, well, not better, but if he had had a friend, yeah. I mean, it is a bit jarring. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. What, uh, did you have any questions? No, I think that's it. The only thing is um, how she managed when she he was tracking her in that hotel, and saw her opening open up the windows, and then goes yeah. and talks to the to the to the clerk or clerk yeah the owner or right, whatever. Yeah. And she I guess she lied to him that she's like I don't know who, she didn't check in. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, that 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 makes me think like was this whole movie in his head? Was this? I read something that like was his whole life flashing before his eyes when oh, he was hanging from the I'm gutter. Prepared to handle that kind that. of thing. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't. I don't believe that. The, the only thing I can think of with that is that the clerk was in on it. I guess he was paid off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only. You know, that's, that's the first of, thing I come to, but there might be more of an explanation there. So that's a hell of a movie to concoct in your head as you lie about the end. But yeah, exactly. good for him to just <laughs> screw himself with yeah. a bad twist. All right, you're right. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're um, right. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like I said, I read it on the internet. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, terrific movie. Um, let mean, us know what you think of yeah. of those en- that ending. What uh, if what you, what you think seen each thing, thing means? My God. Yeah, see it. This is like required viewing right yeah i can now see why this is on so many top 10 lists top whatever list um best movie of all time no but no No, i mean i i mean i'm willing to say it well you i mean i've got you know raging bull and this one are competing for the best movies i've ever seen okay interesting I cannot shake this movie out of my mind and when i see it again you know the the first part of it which I know is a misdirection. When you watched it a few months ago and then watched it tonight, did you watch any in between that? No, that was my, okay. No, but the the first, the, my very first first viewing, not knowing what was going to happen, I was blown. I mean, blown away. I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're feeling the same thing. Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just I can't believe how unpredictable. There's so many levels. I mean, we could go on and on. Yeah. There's so many levels here of, you know, what you feel about what's you know what's real in your relationship is you know, here's a woman who's not actually you, you know you're in love with someone that doesn't exist. You're obsessed with a person that does not exist, but yet that person's in front of you. Right. Yeah. And you're trying to get them to to again. Betray. You're, in, you're in love with the idea right. of this person. It's just crazy. Like, that it's a mind f. Madeline never existed. Right. 
Literally. The person he knew as Madeline, yeah, never existed. Yeah. And she died. Yeah. Oh. It's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, we can go on and on about this. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's some deep, it's deep shit. One of the deep most... Shit. Like when I saw Raging Bull at the end, and I remember the end, it's just, I feel sad and sorry. And this one, I'm like, I don't know. It just it, it affects me in a different way. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we all have our favorites. But, yeah, I think this is... Yeah. <laughs> do, you totally have, do you have a rating? I do have a rating. Uh, I give this four stars and uh, two bucks of popcorn. All right, I'm going to say four and a half stars, leaning on five, and three buckets of popcorn. Look at you. Three buckets. Three. That entertaining, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. This is a two-hour movie, yeah, and you don't know true. what's going to happen the entire time. Yeah. You're led, on, you're led on one path and then redirected in a completely crazy path. So, yeah, I mean, but, yeah. Four and a half leaning on five and three buckets. All right. Well, there you have it. All right, folks. Well, be sure to, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, on That's iTunes, true. all that comment, review, all that jazz. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. Our personal yes. accounts are at BCCord. I'm at Dave underscore Quist. And I really appreciate you bringing up this movie and suggesting it to do on the show. Definitely... A movie I can't believe I've never visited as much as we did today. So, all right, folks. Well, that is it for Blockbuster Mentality. Uh, for Davo, I'm Ben Secord. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm.